What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Unfiltered. This episode is week five. So when you guys are hearing this, it'll be like about exactly a month since the podcast launched. And it has been such a freaking awesome month. So I'm actually recording this episode two weeks before it's going live, which is just wow. Like I'm on my productive shit right now. So the reason I'm doing that is because I am going out of town for 10 days. I think I mentioned this in the last episode and I want to record episodes so I have them ready for you guys because two of the days I'm going to be gone are Mondays. So we got to have those episodes ready. So episode four will have been my first guest episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that with Dev. Please let me know how you felt about it and how Uh, just moving forward. The interviews can be better and I just hope you guys enjoyed it. I thought it was so freaking fun and insightful and I have so many future guests that I'm really excited about coming up in the next few months but today we're going to do another solo episode back with me. So today's episode is going to be one of our kind of sex focused episodes. We are going to be talking about body count which I'm sure probably all of you guys know what body count is, but if you don't, that just means how many people you've slept with. We're going to talk about if that matters, if it doesn't matter, if you should reveal your number to someone if they ask, if not, if you should keep it private. I mean, we're going to talk about all that stuff, my opinions on it. Um, We're also going to talk about double standards relating to sex and how to be your best, most confident sexual self, because I feel like that's so liberating, so important, and as females, it's so awesome to talk about it and embrace it, and this episode is just going to be super open and honest. I mean, all of the episodes, I feel like, obviously are, but just kind of more intimate, more personal, so if you guys like hearing topics like this on the podcast a lot, please let me know. So today's Monday when I'm recording this, so I'm feeling super productive about the week ahead and just really good about getting tons of stuff done this week before I leave for my trip, even though when you guys hear this, I'll actually be like on my last day of my trip and coming home. So (laughs) I don't know. It's weird to be pre-recording two weeks in advance. I typically won't record more than like probably a week in advance, but hey, sometimes you got to look out for your future self, right? So I hope you guys liked the guest episode. Feel free to request guests and request topics for my future episodes by DMing me or commenting on the unfiltered Instagram account, which is always linked in the show notes for you guys to follow. And you can keep up with the stories on there and submit your questions, your topics, who you want to see as a guest, or I guess here as a guest. <laughs> so yes, it's Monday. I am off the cold brew. I have already just been productive. My house house is clean. Actually, that's a lie. Not my whole house is clean. My kitchen and my living room are clean. So like the main level of the house, but um, that's all I'm in right now. That's all I'm seeing right now. So I'm feeling pretty good. And I can't believe that when you guys hear this episode, I'm already going to have my first festival of 2020 like done, completed. (laughs) I can't believe festival season is already starting. Like I think I said this in my last episode, but I'm going to Okeechobee in Florida and I'm so excited to see some of you guys there and just be with a bunch of my hometown friends from Atlanta. And it's just going to be like a really interesting year this year, especially like going single. It's going to be a different experience. So 
I will probably have some updates on that when I get back. I'll have to give you guys a little update. I feel like my intros the past few episodes have not been that exciting because I literally like haven't been doing that much exciting stuff, to be honest. I've been being a little bit more social, which I'll talk about in my bops and flops of the week. But honestly, I think you guys know I've just been so focused on my routine lately, but I am really excited to actually go and travel for 10 days and have some life updates and stories hopefully and to talk to you guys about in the future episodes because I feel like my intros have been a little boring and I want them to be more exciting so I mean at least we have the bobs and flops because that's kind of like interactive oh my god this fucking tumbleweed you guys I'm looking out my window right now I guess it was two weeks ago literally when I posted this but it was last night um in my in my brain but it's been so fucking windy here and there's this like giant ass tumbleweed that I'm looking at out my window right now and it fully blew into my front steps last night. It was like super windy. I went outside to walk Squirtle and I'm like, what the fuck is this bush, this dead bush doing here? I'm like, how the frick did this get here? So I like take a picture of it. Honestly, I was kind of like tipsy. So I thought it was the funniest thing ever, like this fucking tumbleweed. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I like posted on my Instagram, caption it, who is she? Like Miss Tumbleweed. And I was like, maybe it'll be gone in the morning. Maybe it'll blow away. But this morning I went th- out there and it was still fucking there. And it's this huge ass. It's not even like, I don't know if it's tumbleweed. It looks like a fucking bush. So I pick it up and I like take it to my, cause I don't know what to do with it. Like... <laughs> I don't have a compost uh, giant bin anymore and all that stuff. So I'm like, what the hell do I do with this tumbleweed? Like, where do I put it? So I basically just like walked to the back of my house because I didn't want it in my front steps. I walked to the back of my house and I like placed it in the back corner and I just looked outside and it's fucking blowing across like the street onto the construction site that I live next to. So this tumbleweed is just, um, I don't know why I think it's funny. No one probably cares about this shit, but I just looked out the window and thought it was funny. But what I was saying, I'm just excited for my intros to have more like life updates. So honestly, I've been a pretty boring woman lately. I have not been doing that much other than just like doing my routine and I just wanted to do a really quick shout out to my Patreon page. Thank you to all of my new patrons and my patrons that I've already had. If you guys don't know, my Patreon is my page where I upload videos that will never be on my YouTube channel and also other content too. Like we have secret playlists on there, audio messages, photos. I feel like I did something else too. Oh, like polls to see like what you guys want next for my content and what you want me to talk about and open up about next. But yeah, honestly, all the videos are super juicy. So if you guys haven't checked that out yet and you're interested in supporting me monthly on Patreon, it is so freaking appreciated. So that is always linked in the show notes. If you feel like getting some extra content from me, some juicy secret content can't reveal too much only the patrons know the true tea and now let's break it down for my bops and flops of the week thank you so much to our long time sponsor on this podcast of anchor so anchor is actually how i make this podcast i wouldn't even have this podcast if it wasn't for the free tool that is the platform anchor so As I said, it is completely free. Anybody can make a podcast from your house, from your phone, from your computer. 
Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's basically everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it actually is, you guys, I stan Anchor so hard. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started with recording your own podcast. All right, starting off with my bops of the past week. First one, I kind of already mentioned this a little bit. I feel like this has been my bop, something relating to this, but basically like I am just really on top of my shit in the in terms of like prioritizing pre-filming and scheduling content that is going to go live when I'm traveling. So I already mentioned that, but I'm just thinking of this one as a bop because I remember for so long, I didn't really do this. I didn't really prioritize this. I would just like film my videos. And then if I was going on a trip for a week or two, like I would never even typically think about pre-scheduling content. And then I would just like not upload anything and come back and then just like get back into my schedule, but that's just not that good when you're trying to be consistent and consistency is really important to me right now with everything that I'm doing. I just feel like, who is she? Like I'm recording this episode two weeks in advance of when it's even going to go live because I'm looking out for my future self. Like I just love that for me. I feel really good about that. I know for some people you're like, what? Why wouldn't you just do that anyway? That's like what a professional person would do. But coming from, you know, years ago, I really have come a long way in the sense of just my prioritizing this type of stuff so um yeah now I really can't even imagine not scheduling content to go live when I'm out of town um unless like something really just happened that like I I did not have time to prepare for it something came up like unexpectedly which definitely like that stuff does happen but when you have things planned out and scheduled like it's just good to have content ready so that is my first bop I'm just like proud of myself for that My next bop is that I've been more social lately again. (laughs) Um, Once again, I feel like this was one of my bops recently, but I did two social things yesterday. I did a photo shoot with one of my girlfriends, like a little mini photo shoot. And then I also went to get drinks with my new friend, Rachel, who lives in Boise. Shout out, Rachel, if you're listening. Um, We've hung out probably like three times now, maybe four times now. And it's just been so good to meet her and get to know her. So yeah, I did like two social things back to back yesterday. And typically on Sundays, I don't really even go out. So who was I? I don't know. But I've been a bit of a social woman lately, not super social, but I've just been trying to like say yes to more things. And also I feel like I've been trying to get outside of my comfort zone a little bit more, like spark up conversations with people and trying to like make the first move or make the first conversation. um, If I feel like I want to get to know someone or whatever it is. Okay, my next bop is that Unfiltered at this time when I'm recording has over 200 reviews so far on Apple Podcasts. So thank you so much to you guys who have left a rating or review. And if you feel like adding to that number for me, it would make me the happiest woman on earth because more people can, you know, feel good about the podcast, more people can find the podcast. But yeah, I'm really happy about that and super thankful to all of you guys that took the time to do that. 
And my last bop, I always like to include shows or movies that I'm feeling good about that I want to share with you guys. So I don't think I've shared this one before on the podcast. I'm trying to switch it up because I've been talking about a lot of shows lately, recommending a lot of shows. There's just so many good ones out right now that I've really been liking. But one of my favorite shows on HBO is called High Maintenance. And you have to check it out. Like, it's so good. It's about this weed dealer, and his name is The Guy. And it's not even necessarily that about his life. It's more focused on, like, every episode centers on a few of his clients that purchase weed from him and, like, just their lives. The show isn't really even, like, that much about smoking or whatever. It's just these people's, like, lives, and every episode focuses on something different, but then it relates back to, like, The Guy selling them weed and uh it takes place in new york and it's just a really good funny like lighthearted show to watch so i think they're in the fourth season now and i wanted to mention it because i think it just came back about two or three weeks ago so i've been enjoying the new season because i think it was about like a year since the last season so me and my sister really like that show so if you that sounds like something that's interesting to you guys uh, and you have access to HBO. I mean, honestly, I live for HBO. I don't know how I could live without it. <laughs> it's so essential to my life. So check that out if you have HBO. Now let's do our flops of the week. My first one is that I feel like I haven't been taking that much advantage of exploring and road tripping and honestly like using my car that much. I feel like I've only been driving to do my routines, my errands, and I haven't been necessarily like taking advantage of the beautiful place that I live in the past few months. I don't know, I haven't been making the time for it and I've been thinking about it, like just taking little day trips, maybe like even once a month or something like that, or like staying overnight somewhere. And I think it's easier to do that when you have people to go with, like you're in a relationship or even just like inviting a friend. And I know that I could do that. I just feel like I haven't really been making time for it because I've been so like, oh my gosh, I have so much to get done every single day. Not so much, but I've been like really, you know, writing in my planner and stuff to get done every single day. So I haven't been like allotting time for adventures. Although obviously I do have two trips coming up, so that will do it for me. But you know what I mean? Like I'm a big road trip, day trip person. And especially because now I live in such a beautiful place and there's so many places you can drive from Boise that are like one or two hours away, like natural hot springs. There's all these beautiful, like gorgeous places. And I feel like I just need to be a little bit more like, Hey, making time for that, especially because I don't know how much longer I'm going to live here um, and I might move away in August. So that's still really up in the air for anyone that's looking for like a moving update. It's super up in the air. I'm like planning to move, but there's a chance that I might stay uh, too. So I'm trying to just basically like not rush the decision and know that I will know when it's time and I don't need to figure it out now in February. My next flop is not making time for meditating, journaling, reading, and overall, because I'm on my phone too much, like way too much screen time. So this is something that is, I don't know, it's just bad. <laughs> it's just so bad. I have like the worst screen time. Like, you know how you can see your daily screen time? I don't even want to say what mine is because it's so bad, especially because I sleep a lot too. So I'm thinking about like the actual hours that I am awake in my screen time compared like because it's not necessarily out of 24 hours I mean it is but I'm typically asleep for you know like 
nine of those hours or something like that. Sometimes 10. I kind of sleep a lot. So I sleep probably more than I need to. So then you subtract that and you're like comparing your screen time to the hours you're actually awake. And basically mine's just way too high. I really need to work on it. I've found myself just going on my phone when I'm watching TV and watching movies. And it's like, what am I even doing? That's like double screen time at the exact same time. And I know that like everyone does that. Everyone like scrolls through Instagram while they're like watching. I mean, maybe not everyone, but uh, I feel like it's normal. But at the same time, it's like, why am I not focusing on one thing and just I, I want to dedicate more time to getting back into meditation and just like sitting with myself and not feeling like I need to be scrolling something. Um, and also like more time for journaling and reading. Like I literally just don't set aside time for reading at all at this point in my life. And it takes me so long to finish a book because I just won't make the time for it. And I know it's not hard, so I, I really just, will I get better about this? I don't know, but I actively like think about this as something that is holding me back from just living my life because I'm staring at a screen, you know what I mean? So that's something that I'm thinking about a lot lately. I've been talking about it for a while. So that's my last flop, the bops and flops of my freaking week, y'all. And now let's get into the bulk of the episode. First topic is body count. So do you need to share with somebody or keep to yourself the amount of people that you slept with? Let me just say like all of my advice (laughs) or anything that I say in any of my episodes is obviously like how I feel my opinion and nobody needs to take that as anything of how they feel. I think you guys know that obviously. Um, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to be preachy or whatever, anything like that or be like, this is what you should think. And all of my advice as well is like completely unsolicited and just based off of what I think is best in my head and my personal experiences. And it's never like end all be all. This is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, obviously I think you guys know that I'm just a, I'm just a girl talking on a podcast in her, in her, at her kitchen table right now. You know, it's not that serious. How I feel overall, you guys, about the amount of people that you've slept with is it fully does not matter. And it really shouldn't be that big of a deal especially to other people. (laughs) Like that's the thing. Like your personal body count should really not matter that much to other people. And I want to kind of talk about some of my experiences with this. You don't owe anybody the right to know that, to be completely honest. And you are entitled to keep that private if you feel like that's what you want to do. Nobody like can demand to know your body count. I mean, I can understand and I can totally see that some people like going into a relationship or at some point in a relationship that that would just naturally come up. And I think that's totally fine. I mean, it definitely came up like in my last relationship. I don't remember if it came up in my first relationship or any time before this, probably just because that was like a while ago. So I'm not remembering like talking about those things because it was a long time ago, but I do remember we like had a conversation about it maybe like one or two times in my last relationship and it was pretty lighthearted. Like we both just kind of like shared our numbers and I don't think it like led to anything that it didn't like lead to a fight or anything that I remember. I think it was just, we just kind of shared it because we were both interested in that. Um, I mean, it's definitely something that you, you should feel like you can ask your partner about, if you want to, but also it's something like I was saying that you should accept that somebody doesn't necessarily have to tell you. They can keep it private. You can keep it private, especially if this is not someone that you are 
in a relationship with and just like someone random that's asking you I feel like they're really not entitled to that at all but at the same time like if you feel like sharing you feel like sharing like who cares um so it's just really personal um but I do feel like body count literally doesn't matter especially like going into a relationship how many people you've had sex with before ever meeting that person because this is the thing like it's all in the past. It's all what you did and what you wanted to do before you ever even met this person that you're in a relationship with. So everybody has that past. Everybody has things that they did or didn't do that happened and you can't change the past. So that's kind of just how I feel about it is like, why does it matter if it already happened in the past and it's not affecting the relationship at its current time? Also, this is the thing about body count, you guys. You never know if you're getting a real answer because I think a lot of times when people are talking about their body count, they lie. So... Not to say that everybody does. I mean, I personally know my count. I am not going to be sharing it because I I just don't, like, like I said, I feel like keeping it private. And I feel like I only really want to share that information with close people in my life if they actually want to know. But I, I don't think I would ever be the type to literally bring it up and be like, this is how many people I've had sex with, uh, if you guys were wondering. <laughs> like, it's just if it ever comes up, you know what I mean? But I, I do think it's something that's, like, nice to keep private. But what I was saying was, like, you never know if somebody's dead-ass lying to you because a lot of times I feel like... Okay, I don't want this to sound like I'm saying guys always do this, but I think typically, as far as if we're talking about lying about body count... I think a lot of times guys would lie so their count sounds higher and girls would lie so their count sounds lower and that brings up the topic of like double standards and with sex um, and the fact that like obviously we know guys, especially when they're talking to like other guys, I don't know if guys talk about this with other guys, I don't think they probably do that much. I have no idea. I wish I could ask a guy right now. I'm going to start asking guys. Do you guys talk about how many people you've had sex with? Um, Has it ever come up? I don't know. I feel like maybe girls talk about this more. I have no idea. But I do feel like guys would probably want their count to sound higher just so they sound maybe like more experienced or like they know what they're doing more. Guys have that pressure to perform and that's kind of what they're thinking about during sex is like pleasing you and performing. So that's why I feel like some guys would lie about their count, but then, you know, maybe some girls would lie to say their count is higher too, but I do feel like you never really know if the number you're getting is accurate unless, you know, it's like your best fucking friend, like why would they lie to you? And also like you could lie about your account if you wanted to, too. I don't think I've done that. Um, I think I've only been asked maybe like two times what my count was or maybe only been asked one time and then I remember the other time it was brought up in like a friend situation where me and two of my friends were talking about this and we all like shared our count but it was super casual um so like one time in a friend sense and one time in a relationship sense that I can think of off the top of my head if you're talking about this with someone that you know maybe you're getting closer with and you're interested in how many people they've had sex with like that's definitely something that you know maybe you want to know and maybe is important to you 
but try not to take it too seriously because honestly, you don't really know if you're getting an accurate count or if this person's trying to maybe sound more impressive, like, oh, I've had so much experience. I've had sex with 20 people when in reality, maybe they've had sex with 10 or 10 people or five people, but they want to like sound impressive to you. Like, so you never really know what you're, you're going to get with someone or somebody maybe wants to sound maybe after hearing um, a really high number, somebody would feel intimidated if their number was like one or two, which who the hell cares? I mean, you maybe were in a long relationship or maybe you were a late bloomer or maybe you just don't want to have sex with that many people. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. So maybe then in that case, someone would be like, oh my God, their number's 20 my number's one. Maybe I should lie and say my number's like five or 10, you know? So there's so many things that go into it. So overall, I guess I just want to say that body count just take it very, very lightheartedly because there's so many factors that could play into the number somebody tells you. And um, once again, don't feel like you have to share your count if you don't actually want to share it with this person. All right, so now I kind of want to talk a little bit about double standards relating to sex. So I got a couple of voice messages that kind of I feel like tie in with this topic to open up the conversation. So let's play the first voice message. Hi, Lindsay. My name's Natalie. I live in Australia. I just wanted to um, get your opinion on something. My best friend and I have been sleeping together on and off for over eight years and he's repeatedly asked me not to sleep with other people but he is sleeping with other people um he doesn't like when I am with other other guys and I just want to yeah get your opinion on it and I wanted to say I love you and you're amazing and I can't wait to hear about the future of this podcast bye Hi, Natalie. Thank you so much for submitting your situation. And I love that so many of you guys that submit these have accents. Like, it's just making me really happy. Maybe my international listeners are more likely to make voice messages. I don't know what it is, but I feel like literally like half the ones I've gotten so far, you guys are like not from America and you have cool ass accents. So (laughs) Natalie, um, this is literally the definition of double standards relating to sex, which is why I kind of wanted to open up the dialogue with your message and this is this is really frustrating and it's honestly just not cool because why should this guy get to tell you that he doesn't like that you're having sex with other people but he's going and having sex with other people so this is what i have to say i mean wow you guys have been on and off for eight years having sex it sounds like it's pretty casual but you know what you need to live your life for you if you want to have sex with other people girl you do it and you do not feel bad about it because he's doing this same exact thing so he has no room to speak i mean obviously if you guys were dating and you guys were in a relationship and you weren't neither of you wasn't having sex with other people then he could have the right to be upset i mean obviously jealousy is a human emotion so it is normal that you would be jealous of some or like not happy about somebody that you've been intimate with being intimate with other people but at the same time you guys have this casual relationship where you're not together so you need to you fully need to live your life do not let this guy's opinion of you sleeping with other people affect you at all honestly what i would do if you do want to continue having sex with this guy i would just not tell him about 
any of your other sexcapades because um, it's, it's nice that you've been open, but I mean, he doesn't really even deserve that from you if he's judging you for doing the exact same thing that he's doing. So I would say, you know, either just go experience other partners and don't let this guy, you know, drag you down. But if you are, you know, it's just a really casual thing with this guy and it's like, whatever, then just keep him as how he is, but don't open up about your sexcapades or just lie about it if he asks you if you're having sex with other people because I mean I don't advise that often but he's you know judging you for the exact same thing that he's doing and he's not in a relationship with you so it is super casual and you don't really even owe him that information if you guys haven't committed to being monogamous which you haven't so that is how I feel about this to anyone in a similar situation live your life if it's not committed and monogamous you are free to do whatever you want obviously make sure that you are being safe if you are sleeping with multiple partners which we're going to talk about uh in a minute here but that is my advice on that thank you so much natalie hi Lindsay. my name's miyuko i'm 19 years old and i'm from the bay area california and i've been watching her videos since 2011 when you used to post vlogs on living like Lindsay. And I'm still a loyal subscriber. And my question is, what is your opinion on sex work? And have you ever considered maybe doing sex work or getting a job in the sex industry? Thanks. Bye. Hi, Miyuko. So thank you so much for your question. I thought it was super different than a lot of the ones that I got. I only did get a few voice messages this week, so I'm trying to answer most of them that I got. So if you guys ever want to leave one, once again, just make sure to follow the unfiltered Instagram account and I post on my stories when I'm looking to get voice messages from you guys, but you can always send one in, even if it doesn't relate to like a certain episode topic, or even if I'm not directly asking for voice messages, you can feel free to send one in about any situation and maybe it will relate to a future episode. You can always leave one. The voice messages link is in the show notes every single episode. So it's really easy to access and you can just record it from your phone. It's really easy. Sorry, I know I've talked about this before, but I just wanted to make sure that if there's any new listeners or just listening to this episode that you guys know that you can do that. But this is a really interesting question. So how I feel about sex work is, I mean, I completely support safe sex work. I completely support women and men doing what they want with their bodies, what they feel makes them the most confident. I think it takes a super like confident person to go out there and you know, have a job in the sex industry. And obviously, I guess sometimes you don't have to be like fully, uh, you know, in front of the camera. You could work more behind the scenes in the sex industry as well. The most I kind of like to share would be like in podcasts like this or on my YouTube channel. I did a few videos last year, like sex Q&As, where it's kind of more open, honest dialogue and conversation relating to sex um, and opening up. But that is kind of like the most I would want to personally be involved. That's just me personally. It doesn't have to be how anyone else feels. And I did want to give a quick shout out to a show that really um, opened up my eyes and was super interesting for me to watch relating to sex work in general. And that show is called Slut Ever. <laughs> it's on Vice and um, the host is awesome. It's this girl Carly. I'm trying to remember her last name. I'm not positive of her last name, but if you guys haven't checked out that show, I think you can get Vice for free like on 
Roku and probably like Apple TV. You just have to watch some ads and might be on YouTube as well. Um, But definitely check out that show. It's super, super interesting. And it goes into different types and kinds of sex work and also just like kinks and fetishes and BDSM and kind of all that stuff relating to sex that's like a little bit more taboo but it does it in a really awesome like educational way where people get like interviewed and I did want to give that a shout out because it kind of related to your question so thank you so much Miyuko for this question all right that's all the voice messages we're going to do today so now I kind of want to get into the topic of how to feel your best sexually how to feel confident and comfortable relating to sex so the first thing I wanted to mention just Off the bat, I got a few people request me to mention talking about safe sex because they feel like it's not talked about often enough. So um, I definitely like to go into this before I get into anything further. Being safe and knowing that you're having safe sex is going to make you already feel more comfortable because you you don't have anything to worry about. So I would advise as women to make sure that you are responsible for your protection, not only um, birth control, but also using condoms, especially if you have a new partner or you have multiple partners because that's when STDs and STIs can really come up because you don't you might not know who another person is sleeping with if you have a new partner or especially if you have multiple partners you don't want to be unknowingly getting and passing something along to people so that's why condoms are really important for things besides just preventing pregnancy like that you might not always think about so make sure that if you have a new partner or you have multiple partners that you are using condoms and being safe also don't rely on the guy to always be prepared because a lot of times they're not going to be prepared or they're going to let you down so i just advise to be prepared for yourself and obviously outside of condoms too there's so many types of birth control that you can use and everyone is personal um but just make sure you're taking care of yourself whether it is condoms or another form of contraception and then like i said um as for stds and stis you want to make sure that you know what's going on and that you are using protection with new and multiple partners now other than that i do really want to advocate for just sex being fun sex being just something that doesn't have to be stressful even though sometimes it can be stressful and sometimes it can be really emotional but overall like sex should be fun and if it's something that is giving you a lot of stress or it's not fun for you then I would reevaluate who you're having sex with or how often you're having sex or how you're having sex Let's get into some of you guys' questions to open up the dialogue a little bit more and a little bit deeper about some things that you guys are curious about. First question, how to initiate sex if you want it but hate your body? Well, I definitely get that it can be super hard to be confident. Sex is such an intimate experience and I mean, it's literally seeing like everything for another person and having another person see everything for you so it's super intimate but I mean there are things that you can do to feel more confident such as like you can keep on certain types of clothes you can keep on a shirt you can keep on a bra you can wear like a little lingerie set or a little pajama top or 
a tank top or all these things. Like if you are feeling insecure about like keeping things in and not necessarily like having everything out in the open. Also some other things you can do just to like feel more comfortable off the bat is you can dim the lights, you can use candles, you can go under the covers to kind of like keep things a little more private and not have everything so out in the open. So there really are things that you can do if you're not feeling as confident, but also like a lot of it is really mindset. And one thing that I've said this before in some of my sex Q&A videos, so I do want to reiterate again, just the point that like, even if you're feeling really not confident, somebody wouldn't be having sex with you if they didn't think that you were attractive and they weren't into you in that way. And they didn't want to experience this moment with you. So keep that in mind, like keep in mind that this person chose you. They are attracted to you. They think you're hot. They think you're attractive or they wouldn't be sleeping with you. I mean, honestly, that's just... That's the truth of it. So that should already give you a boost of confidence. I hope that it does. Just keep that in the back of your mind if you're not feeling good about yourself. But you said how to initiate sex if you want it. Um, so how to initiate sex if you're not feeling confident. I would just get in the mindset of like, this is gonna be really fun. I would just try to take it like lightheartedly and not get too in my head about it. And I would just be really open. I would just like tell this person, I want you, or I'd be like, it would be so hot if blah, 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 <laughs> whatever you want to say, like make it sexy. I mean, personally, I'd probably start making out with them and then like get on top of them. And then it kind of gets like more intimate. It kind of gets more hot and steamy. You can maybe take your shirt off. You can maybe take their shirt off and I would just take it from there. I feel like that's a clear sign of like things are, we want things to get hot and heavy um, and also make sure that if this is someone that you haven't had sex with before, make sure they uh, consent, obviously, because that's super important too, especially if you're like taking control and making the first move. Make sure it's something that this person like wants. Make sure you ask them like, hey, is this cool? Do you want to do this? Okay, next topic. A lot of people asked me about body hair and I got the funniest question. <laughs> I have to read it to you guys. Okay, it says, jungle or desert downstairs for the deed? <laughs> And this question made me laugh so hard, but I honestly love it. I love that this person was so detailed. And what I have to say, this is the number one thing I have to say, okay, guys? I never have had, that I can remember, I never have had one guy mention being uh, turned off or being affected by if my down there was not perfectly shaved, perfectly groomed, waxed, trimmed, whatever you like to do. I know everybody's different. Some people like to be perfectly waxed all the time. Some people like to be perfectly natural all the time. Some people just like to trim or shave when they feel like it. That's kind of like me. Body hair is super, super personal. And also I feel like it depends a lot on if you're having sex with a new person or someone you're really comfortable with or a consistent partner because that all affects it too. Like when someone's super comfortable with your body and they do not care at all if you shave or don't shave if they don't care about any of that stuff then it's like you don't really need to put that much pressure on doing it but obviously a lot of that is like self-care too and how you feel about yourself and how you want to present yourself so it's totally just up to you but what I would say is yeah keep that in mind like I in all my sexual experiences I, I seriously don't think I've ever had a guy like mention if I haven't been perfectly shaved or something like I really don't remember anything being 
brought up ever. Um, and I feel like I would always get more in my head about it. And at this point, you're just like excited to have sex with this person. So keep that in mind too. They probably just don't care that much about that. They're just happy that they're getting to experience this with you. So try not to freak yourself out that much about it. But to answer the question, uh, did you say rainforest or desert? Or no, you said jungle or desert. I mean, if you are a jungle woman and that's your natural happiest state, jungle all the way. If you're a desert woman and you like to be completely bare, desert all the way it just is whatever or something in between i'm usually something in between but just know that you don't have to stress too much about keeping it perfect all the time because honestly i feel like we care and we think about this more than guys honestly i think it's fucked up if somebody says something to you like oh you should have shaved for me or whatever it is like if somebody says something weird about your body hair that's just i would i would not have sex with that person i probably would just like stop right there and be like um well, I don't live my life to please you, so never mind. Next question is, did you ever feel like you had a higher sex drive and always initiated sex in the past? Tips slash advice, please. Oh, so this is a really good question, and I can definitely say yes. So one of my past relationships, I definitely, for the most part, I had a higher sex drive. Sometimes I felt like we were on the same level, but um, for the first long while, <laughs> I definitely was almost always the one initiating sex it actually caused a little bit of like stress between us for a while because i was the only one initiating and that's so normal to not be equal with someone on the sex drive scale like everybody's so different and especially like different medications that you're on and different um i don't know even just different moods and different like types of people different people in general have different sex drives so you're not going to match up perfectly to your partner I mean you might you might match up pretty well which is awesome um, or you might just figure out a flow that works for you guys but basically to answer your question yes I was always that person that was initiating sex for a long while in one of my past relationships what I did is we kind of had a talk about it and I was like well how do you feel like you could initiate more with me and I could maybe initiate a little bit less. And we had an open chat about it and we figured out some things that would make him want to initiate with me. And I kind of backed off a little bit in the sense of like, I wouldn't be so like touchy and crazy when I was wanting to have sex. <laughs> I had to back off a little bit because it was, and it was like actually getting him a little bit stressed about sex. Um, but I don't want to get into too many details as for tips and advice. Yeah. You just have to have an open and honest chat and ask this person, you know, Hey, how could maybe I get you to initiate more? What would make you want to initiate with me? Like, what could I do that would make it better and more equal for you to be initiating more with me and me to be doing it a little bit less? I don't know if that's not helpful or if I answered the question that good, but basically like I can relate to this and it will take some time, but you guys just kind of have to figure out like um, a flow that works for you. And it definitely over time should like I feel like get easier, but also accept that like you guys aren't probably going to have the same exact sex drive and that's okay. And that that's really normal. Next question is how to get comfortable with being freaky. I was raised super Christian, so it's hard for me. You don't have to be super freaky if that's not your, 
your calling. I mean, maybe you're saying like how to be comfortable sexually and just like not be in your head or whatever. Maybe that's kind of what you're saying because you come from a, you know, Christian religious background. But I mean, I just say like going back to the idea at the beginning of like sex should be fun and lighthearted and it doesn't have to be this like big thing that stresses you out and also just like not doing things that you're not comfortable with like you don't have to fit this mold of like being freaky or whatever if that's like giving you stress you know what I mean like you can just write your own sexual story and you can make it however makes you feel good and fulfilled and not like oh my gosh, I have to like fit this mold for another person or what they like. Obviously, you want your partner to know that you care about what they want and their needs and everything like that. But I mean, yours kind of come first for you at the end of the day. And there's ways that you can mold that with someone. So I would say just whoever you are having sex with or will have sex with in the future, make sure that you're just honest about like, hey, um, I'm comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with these things and this is I just want to like take things slow if that's how you feel you don't ever have to feel this pressure to do you don't have to ever feel this pressure to do things that maybe make you feel bad but also like you shouldn't feel any shame for just being a sexual person because everybody has sex and it should be something that's fun the next question kind of relates to this a little bit and it is advice for people who are late bloomers when it comes to sexual experiences well, I mean, that's really, really, really normal. And it doesn't even matter at all because you have so much life to live, so many experiences to be had. So don't get stressed out about that. Don't like worry about that. But I can't understand that maybe like expressing to somebody that you haven't had these experiences or maybe that you haven't slept with anyone or um, slept with that many people. I understand that it, you can feel like that fear of being judged or this person being like, oh, they're really inexperienced. Maybe I don't want to like blah 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 but honestly I think the right person will be really open and understanding and kind I mean I would never judge anyone based off of like how much experience they've had or how much experience they didn't have because that's just their life and that's just where their life has led them and it's not my choices it's what somebody else wanted to do um in their path so advice I have for late bloomers when it comes to sexual experiences I guess when you're a late bloomer or when you're first starting a have sex like that is I guess when I feel like it's a little bit harder and you're figuring out what you like and there's just more to figure out but everybody goes through that so just know that everybody goes through this point of like when they're new to having new experiences and new partners and having sex more or whatever it is um, and just being more comfortable with that so everybody goes through this phase it's super normal and everyone will experience it and I would say just to find someone that makes you feel comfortable don't have sex with someone just to have sex with them make sure that it's actually something that you really want to do make sure you're being safe obviously we talked about that definitely make sure you're being safe especially when you're like younger or you are a late bloomer like you said and also I would say like do what feels comfortable for you and what feels natural for you, but don't feel pressured by another person to do something if you're not ready. 
that's something to keep in mind for all these experiences. I mean, you are in charge of your body and what you want to allow or not allow and what feels right. And it's just going to take some time and some groove and some different experiences to get into more of what you like and what feels good for you. Um, but you know, make sure that you're asking yourself, like, do I want to do this or am I doing this because I feel like I want to you know, check these boxes off because I'm a late bloomer, if that makes sense. So make sure that you're always asking yourself, you're always going back to like, is this what I want? Does this feel good for me? Or do I want to wait until I'm more ready? Or maybe I just don't even want to have this experience with this person. And that is more than okay as well. Next question, how to feel yourself and be more sexual when you've been in a rough place in your head? Okay. I thought this was a really good question because I can definitely relate to this. Well, I would say to, you know, kind of separate this, like use, use this as a way to hopefully get out of your head and hopefully just have some pleasure or fun experiences and just take things out of your head and take you out of that rough place, um, which I know is hard because everything's kind of connected. And a lot of times, like if you're in a certain mood, you're not in the mood to be sexual. And I totally, I totally get that too. I feel the same way a lot of the time and also be really accepting of yourself. Like if you're not feeling sexual, um, and if you are with a partner that's like wondering why, and this is affecting them, then I would just really have an open chat about like, Hey, this is just how I'm feeling. You know, when I'm going through this right now, I'm just not feeling that sexual. And I would love for us to maybe talk about some ways that we can figure this out and that I could feel more sexual or maybe some things that you could do that would make me feel better, make me feel that way. So maybe it's like your partner getting you out of your head a little bit, if it's hard for you to get yourself out of your head. But overall, just being like accepting and loving of yourself this time and knowing that like you will probably get out of this place and it's okay to feel this way. I know that's easier said than done though. Um, I don't know how good of an answer that was. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, damn, you guys are reading my mind right now. Like, how do I even answer this? Cause I have the same, the same question in my head. Okay, you guys, I did get some more questions, but these were kind of the topics I felt like were most relevant and that most of you guys asked about. So thank you so much for being interactive and thank you so much to you guys who asked questions, submitted your situations. There will always be future episodes to do that as well if I didn't get to your question or if you want to ask one on a different topic. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I think it was a little bit shorter. All my episodes so far have been like a bit under an hour. Let me know how you guys are feeling about the length. I think some will just be shorter and some will just be longer so thank you guys so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode i love talking about these topics with you guys and i just feel i just feel really blessed to have this new platform to open up and hopefully just relate to you guys in this way and i hope you've been enjoying it so if you made it till the end of this episode and you feel like leaving a review on apple podcasts of unfiltered that would be so awesome and if not that's okay too. <laughs> I will forgive you. And um, go check out my Patreon if you want to see my unfiltered new videos and extra content for you guys. And I will, I was going to say I'll see you guys, but I will, uh, I guess I won't hear you either. <laughs> but until next week, you guys, I hope you have an awesome week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.